Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your angel medium, Julie Jancis, and today we're sharing your angel stories. Why do our angels and loved ones above show us signs? Yes, they want us to know they're okay and at peace, but deeper than that, they want us to connect with them so that they can help us more from the other side. Friends, it all begins with your intuition, vibration, and experiencing oneness. Your intuition is your soul's voice. It's also how your loved ones talk to you from heaven. In this podcast, we teach you how to turn up the volume on your intuition so that you can hear their loving messages more clearly. We also teach you how to raise your vibration and feel your oneness with all that is. Friends, you are here to love, give love, receive love, be love, radiate love. And because your soul is love, all you really ever have to do is just be. beautiful souls. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis. And today we are here with the beautiful Carrie. Carrie, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. You have no idea. This is like a dream come true for me. Oh, I love you so much. So I am so excited to hear your stories. I'm going to pass it over to you so that you can take it away. Thank you so much. I guess I should start from the beginning. (laughs) So in 2017, we decided after being together for a long time that we were going to start trying for our first baby. And I've never really held space spiritually before all this happened to me. And what a change. I can tell you that much. It just opened my eyes right up to a whole new world. So in 2017, when we decided to, decided to start trying, I had found out on May 27th. So that morning I got up really early and I did the test and I found out and I told my husband and we were so excited. And the first thing that I wanted to do was go tell my maternal grandmother. And at that time she really wasn't well and she was really, really sick. So I called my mom and I said, put the phone to Nan's ear right now. I have something so exciting to tell her. And she did that. And the first thing I said to her was, I love you, Nan. And I wanted to tell you the great news. You're going to be a big Nan again. And it was like the best feeling that I got to tell her. And she wasn't very responsive at the time. She was pretty ill. So after I spoke to my grandmother, my mom came on the line and I told her about my exciting pregnancy news. Later that evening, probably about seven hours later, I got a phone call from my mom saying my grandmother had passed away that night. It was crazy. Talk about birth and rebirth. I knew from that point forward, no matter what happened with this child, my child was going to have the most incredible bond with her maternal great-grandmother because that's just like full circle right there. And ever since then, they've been connected at the heart and soul. And that was kind of like my first angel experience and story to know that I could get such a huge emotional 
feeling in one day of happiness, but also sad at the same time. But I knew she was in a better place. And I knew that she heard me, even though she didn't respond. 100% she did. And, you know, you see that a lot, actually, like with the other side coming through to us, there's two different types of energy. One is that somebody that we're close to passes away when either we find out that we're pregnant, or we have like a new birth coming in to the family. And it's almost as if there's kind of like a making way of energy. Now there are grandmas listening right now. And they're like, <laughs> Please do not tell me that I have to pass away in order for my granddaughter's child to be born. And that is not what I'm saying whatsoever. It just so happens to line up sometimes that energetically I'll hear some souls say, I knew I could do more from the other side than I could do here. And I wanted to help. The other thing is, have you ever heard like a celebrity or somebody say like they have a lot of close family on the other side, I will so feel the energy of that family on the other side, help them get to where they are because, you know, they have more energy of people that they're close to on the other side, pushing them to where they want to be. Yes. Mm -hmm. I kind of picked up on that as well. And it's funny that you say that she can do more from the other side because man, has she done more. Oh, that's amazing. It's crazy. So unfortunately, at 36 weeks, I went to go get a checkup and the heartbeat was normal, but it wasn't quite as normal as what it had been. So she like my daughter's heartbeat was still within the normal range. So there wasn't any concern really. So I got sent home and throughout that whole week, I just didn't feel a whole lot of movement. I thought everyone kept telling me, you know, she's ready to come early. You know, don't worry. It's okay. Everything's fine. And then when I went in for my 37 week checkup, the craziest thing happened to me. And Julie, that's when I learned how God prepared me for the trauma in life. And he has the most amazing way of showing me. And it's not always the same way, but it's amazing. This time he actually blessed me with visions, which I've never had before. So when I sat down in that doctor's office, before the doctor even came in, I sat down on the chair and I had a flash and it was just like a bolt of lightning. And then a TV screen came up like I was watching a movie. And I saw myself on the table with the doctor and she was looking for the heartbeat with the Doppler and she couldn't find it. And then there was another lightning flash and another scene. And the next scene showed myself in the same medical building in the ultrasound office with my husband, but my husband wasn't with me at the time. And then there was a third flash and a third scene. And it showed me on the delivery table, delivering my daughter. And after that, I came to kind of back to normal and the doctor walked in and I knew right there and then what was going to happen. And sure enough, every single one of those scenes played out. But I'll tell you something, Julie, when we got to the second scene where we were in the ultrasound office with my husband, I did end up calling him to come down. So that kind of freaked me out because I saw him there, but he wasn't there. And then he had to come there. And then there was, we were in the ultrasound office and there was this 
calmness after we found out that they couldn't find the heartbeat. We had our breakdown moment. We were bawling, hysteria, just like any other normal parent in that situation would do. And then there was this calm that came over me. And I didn't hear the words, but I knew of the words that were being spoken to me. I just, it was a knowingness. And it was basically, yes, child, it's time. You can hurt later. You still have things to do. Take a breath. Continue this. You got this. I promise it's going to be okay. And then I had to take a deep breath and do what I had to do. And I had to go down and get induced and deliver. And it was honestly the most amazing, saddest, craziest emotional thing I've ever gone through. I am so sorry for just all the trauma of how everything happened so quickly. And I I just can't imagine being in that position. I'm so glad that you could hear your grandma. You could visualize what she was showing you because she Mm -hmm. was right next to you that entire time. And that is how spirit works. They bring in those visions so that you can see Yeah, they talk to you auditorily within your own internal thoughts. And it's not like you could have known that, you know, like visions and how she showed you, you couldn't have made that up. You couldn't have said, like, this is coming. Yeah, it was presented to you. It was information that was handed to you so that you got a jump start of a couple of seconds to prepare yourself to hear that it was going to be okay, that you were going to be okay. And you were able to anchor in to those words in order to move through that experience. Yes. And I also noticed too, when I had those flashes, the third scene of me delivering, this is kind of, we can laugh at this one. I was wearing a pair of plaid pajamas. And I I don't know why at the time when I had the vision, I sat there and said to myself, why am I delivering in plaid pajamas? I'm going to deliver in my nighty. I've always had the birth plan of delivering in my nighty. And I know it's the smallest, silliest little thing, but you're going to totally laugh. I was waiting and waiting for the induction and to get to the point to push and everything like that. Well, I got hungry and we had ordered Swish LA and I spilt gravy all over (laughs) my nightie and I had to change to my plaid pajamas. Oh my goodness. That was a validation for me that that vision was real. Wow. Of course, that's a huge validation, you know, and those little things, that's that's what validation is, where you're like, uh-uh-uh, spirit, I got you. That can't be you because I'm going to be delivering in my nighty. But then they're like, aha-ha, uh-huh, uh-huh. we have the DVD of how this plays out. I'm telling yes. you, you're going to be in your plaid pajamas. <laughs> I just, I it made me laugh a little bit and I needed that laugh yes. so bad then. <laughs> Beautiful souls, I am so, so, so excited to announce that starting February 1st for $100 a month annually, you get access to a new e-course each month. Yes, you heard that right. Friends, last year you asked me the best questions like, how do I awaken? How do I connect with my angels more? 
you asked me, Julie, which of your courses should I take first? We've simplified everything for you. Starting February 1st, when you become an angel member, your angels and I are going to guide you through a journey of spiritual healing one month at a time. In February, we're starting with holding a high vibration and the energy of oneness. In March, we're teaching you how to build a relationship with your spirit team. In April, we're diving into teaching you how to trust your intuition. In May, the angels are going to show you how to access your soul's purpose. The rest of the year, we're diving into how to rewire your brain, self-energy healing and chakra clearing, inner child work and ancestral trauma, learning to speak your truth, sacred angel work, and so, so much more. All of this information builds upon one another, and it's best to start February 1st if you can. But if you're listening to the podcast and that date has passed, no worries. You can still become a member and we'll guide you on which lessons to view first to get up to speed. Some people have asked, will I have access to all of your other courses when I become a member? Over the course of the year, we will cover and expand upon all that was in the High Vibration and Angel Communication e-courses in the Angel Membership. However, the Angel Reiki School is separate and different as it helps you develop your unique spiritual gifts to serve others. While Angel Membership walks you through your spiritual growth and angel connection month after month. Each month, you'll get four new teachings, two Reiki healing recordings, and two live group question and answer Zoom calls. You'll also get a workbook, a community chat in Thinkific, and so much more. Go to the website The Angel Medium to become an angel member today. Purchase the Angel Reiki School, or if you just like to take the previous Angel Communication e-course, you can sign up for all of those on the website. But again, that information will be covered and expanded upon in the Angel Membership. Links are in the show notes. Friends, this is going to be the biggest year of expansion, growth, and healing for you. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. So talk to me too. How did everything end up playing out? And that's such an emotional, traumatic experience to go through. How did you heal your heart? My biggest thing that I did, which also plays into another little tiny story, the hospital had put together a memory box for me of things that they've taken photos of her in, just little pieces of clothing, um, birth cards, and they took her fingerprints and her toe prints and took ceramics and stuff like that. And at my particular hospital, there's a beautiful program where these lovely ladies donate their wedding dresses and elderly ladies make angel dresses from these wedding dresses for parents Mm. who have lost babies. So this hospital was amazing. They put this box together and I spent a lot of my four months off when I was ready. Every morning I would wake up and sit in that chair and open that box and go through everything and just smell everything, feel everything and just piece by piece. And you know, Julie, when I did that, it seemed to snow every single time. 
even if it was just for a second, it snowed. And I even asked my sister one time, how am I going to know she's here in the summer? And sure enough, every summer I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dragonflies and unusual ones too, like up close and personal where I can, they land on my finger and I can take selfies and kiss them. And I've never had dragonflies around me like that, that are so up close and personal. And that's how I know that that's my daughter, Ava. Oh, I love that. That is so beautiful. She keeps talking about her brother. Does she have a brother here and now? She has a brother in heaven. I had a miscarriage in October of this year. Okay. So I was on the road to my rainbow baby, but Mr. Noah had other plans. So he didn't show up right now, but I am hoping he is going to come through again. Yes. Yes. 110%. Now I'm sorry. I have to ask you this and, but do you plan on having two kids? Because she keeps showing me like two, she keeps showing me like her bunny ears up. The plan was at this point, because we've had so much difficulty to at least get one. And I think we kind of decided to keep it at one, but I mean, if there's other plans, we're definitely open to it. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. You know, sometimes this position is a hard position to be in, you know, because I think that people who have been through miscarriage and been through loss can be like, well, Julie, how can you say that? You know, like, how can you give that hope to that person? I can't always, I can only just show you what they show me, right? And your daughter and your son are right there, their energy together. And what they want you to know is that they keep saying, don't give up. Like this is coming. This is going to happen. And um, she keeps showing me to tell you like, do you have that vision of just like, it's almost like you're in the future and you're holding the baby. Like you can feel the baby. You can feel like those late nights when you wake up, you can feel like their little head. You can see yourself taking the pictures as they grow throughout the months. She's like, hold on to that because I feel like you even smell what the baby's head is going to smell like that comes to you sometimes. Every day. Okay. Perfect. She also says, though, you have to take it beyond that, right? Because where your egoic mind comes in is it says, yeah, but we've gotten to that point before, right? Where I've gotten to hold my baby and it hasn't worked out. And and she says, I want you to take it beyond. I want you to go deeper, okay? I want you to see the parts that you haven't gotten to yet. I want you to see you celebrating with your husband your child's first birthday. And I want okay. you to see you guys celebrating when your child graduates from high school or college or both. And I want you to see that person, like the, the love of their life coming into their life one day. And you know what? Perhaps in the future, we don't have to put marriage on it, but they have found their person and they're celebrating that. Oh. Like all of these different moments within the future, she said, you have to, because I feel like what she's trying to say, you have a very easy time of getting into and feeling the energy of when they'll be here as baby, you know, babies. They want you to get this vision and this imagery and daydream about what it's like when they're older. 
Okay. Yeah. I'll work on that. That'll help build this bridge for your subconscious egoic mind to not pull you down into the negative. Okay. 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 I did. I do have to tell you though, I do know that they're together because I got my sign that they're together. What was that? I like to do little memory boxes myself for both my children. So I've already made one for Ava a couple years ago, and I was currently working on one for Noah. And I usually pick little symbols that kind of come to, to kind of represent their souls. And Ava's is obviously a dragonfly and Noah is an acorn. And I was searching Amazon for acorn stickers and I'm searching through the pages and the third page in right at the top, there was a dragonfly sticker and an acorn sticker right after it. One has nothing to do with the other. So if you're searching for acorn stickers, dragonfly stickers should not come up. (laughs) And they were together right there. And I knew I was like, hi, babies. I love you. Oh, I love that. That is incredible. That is incredible. What a beautiful gift that they gave you. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I have um, a couple more if that's okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dive in. I love it. (laughs) So as you know, full circle birth and rebirth, Ava and my grandmother, Thelma, their connection continued to grow even after she passed. I know that they, she was there to greet my daughter. I know that from the deepest of my souls. When we had come time to make arrangements for Ava for the funeral, I brought my mother with me and we had gone to the funeral home to look at urns. My mother went in the back room first and I was right behind her and she stopped dead in her tracks and just started bawling her face off. And I'm like, mom, what's wrong? Are you okay? Are you okay? And She literally, all she could do was point and she pointed to the corner and I looked over and then I started bawling my face off. There on the shelf was a very mini matching urn to my grandmother Thelma. They were completely matching. One was just, it was a super small one and it was the only one on the shelf. And my grandmother's urn was purchased in Nova Scotia, which is a completely different province. And like... 18, 20 hours away. And here all the way in Ontario was this little baby matching urn because I knew that I wanted to take some of her ashes and bury it with my grandmother in Nova Scotia. Wow. I mean, this isn't something that's mass produced, these urns. No. One stack behind the other. This is like the biggest synchronicity of her coming through to try and tell you, I've got you, I've got your daughter, everything's okay. Yeah. And she's always been my powerhouse. I've Mm -hmm. actually, and she's always been there to protect me from pain. I also know that during my birth, my afterbirth was extremely traumatic for me. And this is where the astral projection comes in. Ooh, tell me about this. Yeah. So very painful because I didn't have an epidural. I didn't have any drugs. I decided to stick with my birthing plan no matter what the end result was. I still wanted to do that. I still wanted to experience that. I still wanted to go through that. And I'm sorry, but nothing was more painful than what I already felt. So we did have some complications with the placenta. And um, I had to have it manually removed non-surgically. And during that time, I was in so much pain. And I know that my grandmother or 
some other guides, some angels pulled me out. I was above myself looking down, watching the whole thing like a movie. And I knew I couldn't feel any more pain. And I heard it was like a ringing. It was just like a con, you know, when you get that ring in your ear, it was constantly like that on repeat. And it was like black and white. And I was above. And the second that the actual pain was over, back down I went. So I know I got pulled out of my body for that. And because I could see myself. I was right there. I could see myself. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was crazy. And that kind of leads into the second protection story. I had a past life regression session done. And it was in a group setting. And I was feeling everyone else getting into this and getting into their state that they're supposed to go into. And I was stuck on that afterbirth experience. It was like I was stuck in a movie screen. I couldn't get out. It was playing over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden I felt myself push myself out and say, no, enough's enough. And I popped my eyes open. And when I popped my eyes open, the past life regression lady jumped like five feet off her chair. And I had pulled her aside afterwards, asking her what was up with that, because I'm sure she's experienced people who can't get into it before and have woken up and everything like that. And she looked at me and said, Carrie, you don't understand. There was five candles on the table in front of you. And those flames went an inch and a half high, half a second before you popped your eyes open. Somebody was here. I don't know who was here and why they were here, but they were here for you. And I recently found out that it was my grandmother who pulled me out because I was in so much pain and heartache. And she said, enough's enough. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild, though, and so telling of the fact that they are really always there. They are always around. They are always watching not in our private time, but yeah. they know, you know, they know the things that we're going to go through. They know what we're going to dive into and they know when it is too much for us and when mm-hmm. to pull out. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, you have a very, very special grandma on the other side and um, she so loves you and she is so with you all the time. I'm pausing for a second because, you know, there's always like this conversation with them in my head at the same time that I'm talking with the person in front of me. And she showed me something that I hadn't remembered I think it was October or November, I sat down to take all of the angel stories that had come in over the last two years and put them into like a format where we could share them on Instagram, you know, as as many as we could share, we would share them over there. And that's what we've been doing. And in one of them, like, it wasn't just one grandma, it was like, all of the grandmas, <laughs> like a sea of grandmas. And I can see your grandma at the front of that. And they're like, Julie, will you bring a message through for us? And I said, well, of course, but I hadn't done anybody like any just specifically for grandmas. And she goes, will you tell my granddaughter so that when she sees that she knows that that was a message for her that day? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) I know. I know. They're wild. You know, she's really interesting, too. She loves your husband. 
like she just kind of brought him forward and showed me a picture of him and then highlighted it, like put this, um, you know, ray of energy around him. Like he's got such great energy. He always steals the show, no matter who I talk to, where I go. I've probably had eight readings in my lifetime and he takes over every single one. Get out of here for real. does. And he's a skeptic. Oh, that is too much. He is. And that's why I was actually excited because he said he was going to listen to this. And I was like, oh my God, that makes me feel so special because he doesn't, like, he's not into this kind of thing. Right. And it makes it a little bit difficult, but like, I respect him for it and everything like that. But it just meant so much to me that he said he was going to take the time to like, listen to the podcast when you posted it. And it just felt amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I'm, I'm just going to switch gears on you. And I have Maybe yeah. one or two more. Yeah. I do have to tell you how, first of all, mischievous my daughter is. Ooh, tell me. She, oh my goodness, turns on my TV all the time, changes the channel all the time. And I have video proof that my daughter steals my mascara <gasps> on the daily. <laughs> I love this. How do you have proof? What is the proof? I want to know. I want to see this. It's, I'll have to send you, email you the videos because um, it's just one of those quick FaceTime or the Facebook videos that you do in like a group chat. Cause I do that with my family all the time. I send those quick videos to my family all the time. And there was one morning I was in a rush and it's not the first time it's happened. So I knew it was her. And I literally put the camera on and I was like, look, she's taking my mascara again. I'm late for work. I've looked and I'm have my phone looking through all my drawers and you can see in the video that it wasn't in that drawer. And then I stopped the video, I checked the cabinet, and then I said, I went back, turned the video on and said, okay, I'm going to check these drawers again. And I opened up the second drawer and there it was right on top. There was no way you could have missed that the first time around. You would have seen it. It's a big purple tube. Like you can't miss it. Oh my gosh. So I've actually never experienced this. And I have to say it's three, three, three. They were like, look at the clock. Um, it's three, three, three. I had never experienced this until this weekend. So on Friday, I picked my daughter up from school and I mentioned in a podcast, like I have been recording podcast episodes in the car because we had an incident at school. And because of that incident, we decided to drive her to school every day, pick her up every day. And so I'm having to be in the car like a half an hour early. Otherwise, there's this huge, ridiculous car line and it takes forever to get through. So while I'm waiting at the beginning of the line, I plug in my little mic to my phone and then I'm recording as buses go by, you know, and when she got in the car, she's like, mom, can I use your phone? So I handed her the phone, drove home. And then I'm like, where's my microphone? She's like, I just put it right on top there. Search the entire car. Like you cannot find this microphone. It's not under a seat. It's not anywhere. And spirit was like, don't worry about it take the weekend off. And I was like, well, you don't understand (laughs) spirit team. I have to record these episodes and I have to do this and I have to do this. And they were like, no, you don't understand. Take the weekend off. So I was like, but no, it's Chicago and it's cold. And the, what if the mic like freezes and it doesn't work that well afterwards. And they were like, Julie, once again, take the weekend off. So I go inside and I'm like, okay, not going to worry about it. 
jumped in the car this morning and the microphone is sitting on top of like the dashboard. And I am like, what happened? I searched this entire car. There wasn't anything in here. This wasn't here. My husband hasn't been in the car. How did this happen? (laughs) This happens to me all the time. It's amazing. All the time. It's a mini miracle. Yes. And I'll ask her, can you please put mommy's mascara back? Or can you please put mommy's thing back? I really need it right now. And she usually does. If not right then, I'll find it when I get home from work. In the same spot, I would put it every morning. Like, it's crazy. The stuff that she does, she actually turned the bathroom sink on one night. We were laying in bed and the sink just like turned on and she was like changing channels. And she's just, I love it when she's around because it just makes me so happy and it makes my heart so full. So let's ghost this for people because it's not ghosty. You know, it doesn't feel low vibrational. It doesn't feel icky. It doesn't feel bad. No, it feels like presence, like warmth. It feels like somebody is just right next to you. Your grandma's right next to you. Your daughter's right next to you. You feel their love. You feel their love. And and it's just love. Yeah. I'm a feeler and a smeller. I have a spiritual nose. Mm -hmm. I smell a lot. But I do have to tell you, I have a question. How many times have you, you guys have Best Buy in the States? Yes. Yeah. I don't know about in the States, but in Canada, we don't have like musical instruments or anything like that in Best Buy. Mm -hmm. I think that would be like an odd place to find that. Yeah. So this is actually about my paternal grandfather because I lost both my paternal grandparents this year as well. And my grandfather actually did self-assisted death, Okay. which was very strange to deal with in the beginning because it's, it's different to plan for a death compared to it happening and dealing with it after. It's two different ends of the spectrum. So I actually got the opportunity to say goodbye and everything like that. And one of my last words to my grandfather was send me guitar picks from heaven because we, it's one of my biggest memories sitting around the the fire, listening to him sing my favorite song as he's playing on the guitar. And I'm not an overly big musical person. So I kind of laughed at myself when I told him that I'm like, could you pick anything more difficult for him to do? Because you don't really have music around you. Like (laughs) it's going to be pretty hard for him just to show up with a guitar pick somewhere like on the ground or something like give him something easier. But that's what I said. And that's what I stuck with. So I had gone to Best Buy a couple weeks ago to get a car mount for my husband for Christmas. And I had found the product that I wanted. And I was wandering up and down the aisles, reading the box. And when I was done reading, I looked up and I looked to my right. And lo and behold, there was an entire row of guitar picks for sale. And I stopped and looked around and I was in the middle of this guitar aisle. There was four guitars for sale on my right all the guitar accessories on my left, wraps, picks, books, everything you would need. And then the next aisle, you go right back into the digital cameras. And the aisle before that is like all cell phone stuff. Like the twilight zone. Yeah. I was like, where am I? Oh my God. Like, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying my grandfather created this aisle out of nowhere. So I would see the guitar picks, but I was in such a zone reading this box. He definitely 100% guided me down there just to be able to see, Hey, I got you. Wow. 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 That is incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Cause I've never seen anything like that for sale and Best Buy. I love that. That's amazing. Um, that's a subject that we really haven't talked about on the show too. assisted 
passings of doing yes. that for yourself. But that would be an interesting, you know, topic to explore on the show. Yeah, it's not very common. Like I personally don't know anybody who's done it or has had family members go through it or anything like that. So this was definitely a first for me. And it was very strange, very, very strange, almost undescribable. Huh. Is that legal? Like this is a I, this is a naive question. I don't even know. Is it legal in Canada? I don't even know if it's legal in the United States. It is legal. There are very many stipulations in place. It's almost like a three-month process. And you have to be sane mind right up until the day you do it. Wow. So there's forms and documents that you have to sign right up until the day you do it. So you have to be sound of mind. The minute the doctor comes in to distribute the medication, you still have to be of sound mind. If you if you're not, they can't move forward. Well, that sounds reasonable. Yes. It's and and you go through like three assessments through a three month period. Do you have to be over a certain age? No, I think it's just conditional dependent. Um, it depends on like the condition that you have and if it's extremely fatal. And obviously, like he was riddled with cancer. He had cancer everywhere from like head to toe. And he was getting to that point, he was getting tired. And he just said, you know what, enough's enough. Like, I just, I want to make the choice for myself. I don't want to wait for it to happen. I know it's going to happen. So I'd rather it happen now when I have the power to say that I'm ready for this to happen now. I don't want to wait. That's amazing. Wow. I have to take some time to process this because I've never even heard about, you know, like a story like that before. Wow. He was actually a very incredible man for doing it because it's a very difficult decision to make. And especially, I mean, thankfully my family was very supportive, Yeah. Um, but a lot of people that I talked to their reactions, you know, and if someone in their family wants to do that, it would definitely be a difficult topic of conversation to get through and have everybody on the same page. My family, I'm super lucky because they all supported him and his decision and said, you know, whatever's best for you. We don't want to see you in pain anymore. We don't want to see you suffer. So if that's how you're feeling, we love you and we want you to do what's right for you. Well, when I say I'm processing, I'm not against it whatsoever. It's just fascinating because you feel this energy when you work with a lot of people who pass away at the end. And there's really like this split, almost 50% go one way, 50% go another. And what I mean by that is 50% really hold this energy of almost kind of like a five-year-old or a toddler's kind of energy. You can feel the roots of their energy moving down even stronger into the earth, really tying into the earth, almost kind of like a pouty child where they cross their hands over their chest. They're like, no. I'm not going anywhere. And there's a resistance there. Like, right. That's the energy that you're feeling is this huge resistance of try and take me like I am not going. (laughs) (laughs) You might have this idea spirit, but (laughs) no, Um, (laughs) there's this other 50% of the population. That's like, God, I have lived my best life here. I have done the things that I came here to do and I'm good. Like you take me when you are ready. And having seen my grandfather go through cancer, which I really can't even say having seen him go through it because I think there was so much that was hidden from us grandkids of like, don't tell 
them, you know, just how sick he is. Don't tell them like how it means that he can't control his bowels anymore. And like, like this is a, he's hurting. He's in so much pain all the time and not knowing how bad he was hurting at the end where, where I, I could see that. Like if you were in that state, you knew what was coming. You knew you didn't want to go through the pain anymore and you were ready. It makes sense to me in the fact that like, why have to put yourself through the agony of that pain even more? And the, the pain of just fearing when that day will actually come. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he just felt better knowing that it was, he knows it was his choice Yeah, and he, he wasn't going outside of anything that he wasn't ready for. Carrie, you are just this amazing, beautiful, radiant energy. I am so, so excited that I got the the chance to meet you. I want to put this out to everybody who's listening to the podcast. Um, We like to book out in advance for angel stories, and we haven't been getting many in, so we need more angel stories. If you have one that you want to come on the podcast and share, we would adore that. So just email in your angel story and we'll set up a time for you to be on the show. Carrie, all my love to you. I'm going to be praying for you and this future baby that's coming your way. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor. Mm, All my love to you.